Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, my sweet babe, and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. It's Diana Jebbia. I hope you had a wonderful holiday last week. Before we get into the show, little housekeeping we do every episode. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. Seriously, I am so close to 1,800 followers on Instagram and like pretty decently close to 2,000 on TikTok. I know it's not a super impressive number, but every little bit helps and I would love you forever. While you're on the socials, specifically Instagram, go ahead and follow Believe at Believe Podcast, that's B-L-E-A-V, and at Believe Pop Culture. We've seriously got such a great lineup of shows, so if you're not listening to all the other ones, you're missing out. Get on that. So um, again, how was your holiday? I had a really nice Christmas. I was able to spend it with my cousins on Christmas Eve. You know, we usually go ham every single year. We couldn't last year. But this year, we were together again. Um, Our group chat, by the way, is goodbye, Kyle. I thought you would really appreciate that. That's how much um, Bravo fans we really are. And then on Christmas, one of my favorite gifts I got was Andy Cohen's new book. It's called Glitter Every Day, 365 Quotes from Women I Love. I'm really excited about that one. So if you don't have it yet, it looks like it's going to be an easy read. I flipped through it. It literally is just a page a day and it's date specific. So I'm debating starting this on January 1st, not on January, on January 1st and reading the actual one quote per day, because I feel like if I didn't do that, it'd be pretty easy to blow through the book really quickly. But also, I'm like afraid I'm going to forget to keep up with it and then I don't know. It's not a huge deal if I don't, but my perfectionist mind will be like, you didn't keep up with the quotes. What are you doing? You can't even do that, right? But we'll see. The first, I did look ahead. The first quote is from Andy's mom, which is absolutely adorable. So I can tell this is going to be a really fun read. And also, Kim Hasera, who is the host of the East Coast Housewives podcast, my belief sister, she read it too. So when we finish, we might do a little book club review. Okay, I'm thinking out loud now. Maybe if we do do the one quote per day, like the one page per day reading thing, that would be a fun wrap up to 2022. We'll see. Lots to think about. Uh, Something else I want to catch you up on. Real Housewives of Miami. So I'm back home in Jersey for the holiday. My parents have the Peacock subscription. So I was finally able to check that out. And I am hooked. I always was a fan of the Real Housewives of Miami. Um, Season one didn't do it for me. But seasons two and three I thought were great. And I was kind of shocked when it didn't come back. But season four is the best season yet. Um, The drama... It definitely doesn't skimp out on Larsa Pippen. Excellent addition. I actually really like her. I know some people say that she's thirsty and she's just trying to keep her status because she's friends with the Kardashians. But I don't know. I find her really likable. Still not a fan of Adriana. Um, I think she really stirs the pot, but she also makes good TV. So we kind of have to keep her there. Not really missing Leah. Love Lisa. Uh, I think seeing her as a mom, I know that's something her and Lenny struggled with getting pregnant 
in the past on this show and now seeing her as a mom of two kids it's a great new I don't want to say new look because being a mom is not a look but it's really cool to see her in that role Alexia really hasn't changed a bit in my opinion you know sometimes I love her sometimes I don't her storyline though about her ex-husband's affair with a man is so interesting how it's unfolding and of course spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet last week's episode ends on a cliffhanger she is going to meet up with him to kind of get to know what went on in their relationship what his thought process was and it's not coming from a judgmental aspect or a judgmental point of view from her which I really like to see she's just genuinely interested in all of this so I can't wait to see how that meetup goes down and I love Marisol too I really don't have any complaints about her it's so sad though seeing her without Mama Elsa we all knew how much of a big role she played on that show so of course she's truly missed we do get some new housewives on the show so first is Gertie and she is an event planner and she's helping Alexia out with her latest wedding and Alexia is giving her a little bit of trouble so it's kind of fun watching that back and forth Julia who is she was from the USSR so obviously Russia but back in the day it was the USSR and she's married to a tennis player named Julia, who is married to a famous tennis player, I am going to butcher her name, and for that, I apologize. It's Martina Navratilova. I was going to say this would make her the first gay housewife, but technically, that was Bronwyn. Um, But Bronwyn wasn't married to a woman, so I guess that Julia might be the first one who we actually see married to a woman. That's pretty cool. I like the diversity um, on this cast they're really hitting the mark with that and then Nicole Martin who I really like she's a doctor she's friendly with Lisa she's actually one of my favorites this season so I think this show is holding a lot of promise I don't know what Bravo's doing keeping it on Peacock well I do know what they're doing they're trying to get your money and get you to subscribe but I think if they're smart they're gonna put it on Bravo next season I mean we don't have Dallas anymore So it would be the perfect little entree onto our TVs. Well done, Bravo. Excited about that. One of the Bravo fan accounts, like fellow Bravo fan accounts, um, is doing a deep dive on Julia on The Real Housewives of Miami. And I'm trying to pull it up. I truly should be more prepared in life. But for that, this is on who is going to check me Boo's accounts. And it's just Bravo underscore Boo. So, allegedly, again, they're saying that Julia met billionaire Edward Stern while he's allegedly married to his first wife, divorced her, married Julia, and they had a son together, but he died after six months under unclear circumstances. Um, Again, allegedly, while he was with his father, he suddenly fell ill, and the autopsy showed brain injuries. Oh, boy, it's dark. Yeah, again, all allegedly do not sue me. It was suspected that Stern himself had killed his son, but there was no evidence. He moved to Switzerland and started seeing a call girl while Julia stayed in Paris where she owned a salon. Stern was very jealous and possessive and followed Julia's every step. Okay, as if that wasn't dark enough, it just gets darker. So I'm going to sum it up that basically 
the the call girl, which I guess we'll just call them sex workers because that just is nicer, um, became his mistress allegedly, and then she, the mistress, shot him in the chest five times. Um, also, apparently, they had parties in latex suits, and the relevance of that that. Bravo Boo put in their stories is that on Archer I don't know if you've ever seen the show Archer it's a cartoon about the spy there was an episode where like someone died in a latex suit and they were illustrated with gunshots to the chest oh my god that's like really that's wild but yeah she she did shoot him so it's it's super dark but it's a happy ending for Julia because you know she's with Martina now and they look really happy um, again, that's Bravo underscore Boo. Don't sue me. I have no idea what's true out of that, what's not. Just thought that would be very interesting to share with you. Have you been keeping up with Lala Kent's podcast, Give Them Lala? I listened to today's episode. And again, I know I went into this um, in my episode a couple of weeks ago. But I'm just really proud of her and how she's dealing with everything that's going on with Randall leaving her. In this week's episode, she did say that she got her own finances, not got her own finances, but rather when she went into the marriage with Randall, or not marriage, again, I'm all over the place. When she went into her relationship with Randall, she set herself up financially to save her money so that if she ever had to get out, she would. Which is so smart. She said her mother taught her to do that. And like, thank God, because she was able to leave that relationship completely. Like she said, she was able to leave the car, leave the house and be fine on her own. And my point in all that is a lot of the times when I do TikToks about Lala, everyone is quick to be like, oh, she just wanted to secure the bag with the baby for the next 18 years. And I don't think that is the truth at all. Not at all. She seems so passionate about Ocean. And she even mentioned like Rand was someone she felt secure enough to start a family with. And I truly think she just loved him. I've read her book. I listened to her podcast. Again, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I could be falling for an act. Who knows? But just hearing how upset she is and, and hearing in her voice... I really think Lala is telling the truth, and I don't think she was in this relationship for the money at all. I mean, I'm sure she enjoyed the Gucci slides. Who wouldn't? But I don't think that was her main reason for staying in that relationship. So I guess that's just going to be like my episodical stick up for Lala moment. We've got some New Jersey tea to spill. Teresa got a really impressive Christmas gift from her fiance, Louis Ruelas. It's a car. It's a brand new car, as they say on the prices, right? Um, freaking nice car, too. It's a white Mercedes. And she shared it on Instagram, said, thank you, my love. I saw a blind item today. Again, forgot which fan account posted. Again, blind items are allegedly, or all alleged, rather, so don't sue me, saying that an East Coast housewife's Christmas present that was from her partner, she apparently paid for. So they're basically alleging that whoever it is in this blind paid for their own Christmas present. And the only one who was like really flaunting something this week was Teresa. So we're supposed to believe that's true. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to allegedly agree with that one because Louis just doesn't seem like a good guy. He doesn't. 
it's really hard watching Teresa get into this relationship and get swept away because she just doesn't have the best picker when it comes to men. We all saw what happened with Joe and that it was someone she was with for years. For years, she was swept up in the lifestyle of it all. Remember Happy Life, Happy Wife from season one? And then all of a sudden, she goes to jail because of this guy, essentially. And remember when they went to Napa and they were in the vineyard and Joe was like, my you-know-what wife, see you next Tuesday wife, is coming over. He was like on the phone with someone and it sounded like he was cheating on her. I'd hate for her to go through all that again. I really hope Louie is who he claims to be, but honestly, with all the rumors, like there's this whole video of him at like a warrior camp where I've explained it on this podcast, but they go and do all these like challenges and it looks like the wilderness. Like it looks like an episode of Survivor, but with like a bunch of guys that are overly buff and don't have big brains they come together and do like manly stuff to repent for their bad behavior and part of it was to send a video to someone they're apologizing to which is probably all their wives that they possibly cheated on and he sends the video and it's like baby I want to marry you I guess it was his girlfriend and like I've learned my lesson and I'm sorry so just having that float around the internet when you're dating one of the biggest reality stars yeah that's not a good look I wonder if Teresa's seen any of this. It's got to be hard for her because, again, she went through everything with Joe. And now she's trying to open up to love again. I'm sure it's got to be difficult when someone you thought was one person your whole life, this is someone you've been with essentially forever, turns out to be another person, it falls apart. It might be hard to just open up and trust again. So I'm wondering what Teresa thanks seeing all these things flying around I'm sure she's seen the articles I'm sure she's seen the video I don't know she might be sweeping it under the rug because we know she's the queen of doing that but for her sake I truly hope this is happily ever after for her um speaking of happily ever after Dolores has a new man and he's really cute first of all I didn't even realize that her and David broke up and it was about time because he wasn't giving her what she deserved he wasn't he gave her a Porsche which was nice but when you're with someone for however many years like don't you think it's time to put a ring on it Dolores is hot she is looking amazing lately so her new man he goes by Paulie um his name is Paul Connell and I went to his Instagram and it's private, which really sucks. But uh, his bio, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Irish in New York sounds like a New Yorker. (laughs) It just, it sounds like every guy I went to high school with, which hopefully for Dolores' sake, he's not like every guy I went to high school with. I did read on page six, he's an electrician. That's all I know about him. So we'll see. Hopefully we'll learn more about him. Maybe he'll make an appearance on this season of the show I would love that she looks happy which is all that matters he's cute and I hope he gets along with Frankie and she can have her happily ever after that she very much deserves all right well that's about all the tea I have to spill so let's get into our Vanderpump Rules recap we had like two weeks off or a week off rather of Vanderpump Rules it was a very annoying week having no reality tv whatsoever 
So I was very relieved when we got Vanderpump Rules last night. I mean, it's not my favorite of the shows, but like, I'm like, oh my God, I'll take it. I'll take it. I need something. So much went on in this episode, though. I have to say, this was a pretty impressive episode, and I'm going to jump around as I always do and start with the super cringe. What the hell was Brock thinking about this engagement with Sheena? There was so much to unpack. First of all, he wanted to just be like, oh, I'm going to have this big event, and we need two days to plan it. Everyone knows that you need to book venues out months in advance especially in LA you might as well like wait I don't know a few months in advance in a busy city like LA so it was no shocker that he couldn't find a place to do it and then as if that wasn't crazy enough he's like oh after I pop the question someone's gonna turn around with the wedding papers and we're gonna get married right there which by the way honey you stole that from Shaws of Sunset Reza did that with Adam and he was okay to do that because I like Reza but if my man was like we're gonna do an engagement and there's gonna be a surprise wedding I would be like absolutely not because this isn't the case for every woman, but I know most women dream about their wedding since they're a little kid. And as I mentioned on this podcast, my vision has changed. Like, I want a smaller wedding now, but I still want to plan it. That's like half the fun of it, I say now, after seeing most of my friends agonize over wedding planning and yell, I should not have done this. We should have gone to the courthouse like 800 times. But to me, like I want to plan my wedding. So if my future boo would be like, oh, you're going to get engaged and then we're going to get married right there, I'd be like, no, 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 no. So that was a little bit red flaggy. Brock's a walking red flag. He truly is. And like, I don't know, he's just a supreme red flag everything he does is for attention on that show like he was watching the real housewives of orange county when gretchen did the surprise engagement whatever he took like a little bit of of this and a little bit of that and is like i'm gonna come out on top this season and it just actually made everyone hate him more the second giant red flag which i mean he comes in second place just by a teeny little bit is james kennedy The control over Raquel is scary this episode. And I mean, it always was kind of scary, but like it's taken a new height. So they're talking about um, her bachelorette party. Her sister Kate comes and she's like, oh, we got to throw you a bachelorette party at some point. And James is like, oh, none of those like penis straws and strippers, which like the stripper part I kind of get like not my favorite thing about if my husband one day were to have a bachelor party and they had strippers like wouldn't love that but wouldn't be like you're not allowed to do that because you know who am I to tell someone what to do but like the penis straws who cares like sorry mom when I went to my friend Katie's bachelorette party in Miami we had them and we thought they were the funniest thing ever we weren't serious about it so James I don't know he's just like it's tacky like I don't need her looking tacky and now as the show is playing out It's easier and easier to see why this engagement did not last. And I know we get um, a reunion pretty soon. I don't think there are that many episodes left in the season. So I'm so curious as to whether or not this was one of the reasons that they cited for the big breakup. And Lala, ironically, like tells James he's being too controlling. And this is 
another reason why I know I'm all over the place. You're used to it by now. This is another reason why when so many people come to me and they're like, oh, Lala and Rand broke up. James and Raquel broke up. This is it. They're going to get together. And I say no, because you could see when she was confronting him about being too controlling. She's like, you're acting like a boy. I think she said or something like that. Or maybe in my head, I said I thought that she sees him as a boy because she's kind of talking to him like she's his mom. I don't think I think that ship sailed years ago and I think that Lala is so controlling and domineering that she would be the one wearing the pants in that relationship and James would be beta beta af in that relationship whereas with Raquel he gets to be the alpha because she's the shyer personality um and I think Lala just really wants a good strong like manly man so I don't think that's a match at all then Lala talks with Sandoval about James being controlly, controlling, controlly, controlly polioli. Um, and Brock gets word of it. It's just a complete disaster. And of course, James proves he learns nothing and gets mad about it. I don't uh, This is hard for me to say. At first, it was going to be like, James, we were rooting for you because I feel like at one point, we all were rooting for James, especially last season when he was like, I'm sober now and I'm turning it around. And then the beginning of this season with the engagement, we're like, yes. And then we just see the season unfold and it's like, ooh, ooh. It's like hit after hit of incredibly cringy James moments. And I think he needs to take a step away from the screen. I know he loves his whole white Kanye act and he plays in clubs or whatever. I mean, he's probably not doing that now, now that Omicron's running rampant everywhere. But like, I don't know. I think next season, if there even is a next season of Vanderpump Rules, because I think this show has had its day, James should take a season off or the rest of the season's off forever. Um, another great thing. I really like this about this episode. Katie and Lala. No, not Katie and Lala. Katie and Ariana are going to go into business together, opening up a sandwich shop. And I would support it. And ironically, Schwartz and Sandy's is a good name for a sandwich shop because Sandy, but they're not going to use that. Yeah. I think that they would be great, unlikely business partners. They both seem very easygoing. Their personalities kind of complement each other. I think that Katie's got the the style aspect of it all. And Ariana's very business-driven. She's worked in the food industry. So I think this is a match made in heaven. And I really hope this comes true. I will be at that sandwich shop every day. I will be ordering all the specials. My personal thought would be they need to open up like a Wawa, but they're much classier than that. For those of you not blessed enough to know what a Wawa is, it's a convenience store where you can order. So they have like candy, coffee, they have gas outside and they have like touch screens and you can make your own sandwich. Like I would love a little touch screen sandwich action in LA. We definitely need that, but they're a lot classier than that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I hope they open that up. One more like sucky thing I want to talk about on this um, 
this episode of Vanderpump Rules, like, this is just so eerie watching. It's eerie seeing all the relationships that have fallen apart and now seeing it play out. So remember when Randall told Lala that Brock was planning to propose and marry Sheena at the same time? And Brock comes in and he's like, oh, I have news. And Lala's like, yeah, I already know. Randall told me. And she goes into like, Randall tells me everything. It was so hard to watch. I, my heart goes out to her. Again, anyone who's like saying that their relationship was fake, I don't know how you could watch that and think that that's acting. Like that's pretty damn good acting to me. I don't know. It gets harder and harder to watch. But yeah, what are your thoughts on this season? Send me a DM on Instagram. Again, not my favorite. It is better than last season. Like I'm not missing Stassi or Jax or Brittany or anyone like that or Kristen. But I also think we should just tie the show up in a bow and ship it away. Like, it's done. It's done. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. The next time I talk to you, I'll talk to you next year. Oh, everyone loves that joke. It, it's going to be next year, though. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Happy New Year. I hope you stay safe out there. This darn panorama is just running wild. Everyone's getting sick. So please be safe. Um, happy and healthy to you and yours. Again, follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. And follow Believe at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's B-L-E-A-V. I'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you next year. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.